Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Big Persona Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by COVID-19. That's right. One of your hosts, Taco, has COVID-19. Um, I got it last week. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's like the first time I've had it. But, you know, these days, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, kind of stinks. But figured we'd just play it safe. Kind of switch the episode up a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to record three separate, uh, you know, individual reviews of the recent album by Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, And then I guess we'll kind of tie it up and throw it out as an episode. That way next week we can reconvene when I'm better uh, and we'll talk together about the album. And then we can also talk about Harry's house. Harry Styles' album that's uh, dropping tonight as I'm recording this. Um, But, yeah, uh, like I said, Stinks got it last week, still testing positive now. Uh, COVID's corny, COVID's whack. But just know, next week, the reel is back. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, all right. I'm going to get into the album now. Um, sorry about that, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, class. Uh, <clears throat> for the uninformed, Kendrick Lamar uh, has not dropped or had not dropped in five years. Uh, so this album was a really big deal. It is a really big deal. Um, and we've kind of been spending not only the last five years, but uh, I guess most importantly, the past like month and a half since he announced he's dropping, uh, just anxiously, eagerly awaiting uh, this album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So, you know, really exciting times. And uh, last week, I kind of prepared myself for the album by... uh, Number one, having COVID. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, even though it's true. Um, Just staying up, charging my beats, and locking in at midnight. And there were rumors that, like, the album, like, streaming platforms crashed, whatever. I don't know if it actually happened. But on my end, I was able to listen straight through. Um, And it was a really daunting first listen. Um, And by daunting, I was just... You know, I I did have those expectations that I set out with, which was basically just like, oh, I know the album's going to be good. Uh, But tonally, I didn't know where it was going to go, like I told you guys last week. Um, And there are some things that come up in the album several times, uh, like, you know, the the tap dancing, uh, the, the choral moments where it's like, I hope you find some peace of mind in this life. That, that thing. Um, and there's also like the therapist or the psychologist, I think. Uh, he comes up uh, a bit in the album. Um, and I might be missing some other things, but, oh, I mean, Kodak Black. He comes up several times in the album. Um but trying to keep, I guess, a note of those things and 
piece apart the the concept and listen to the songs and the lyrics like all at the same time oh and the production uh on the first listen was a lot and that, that can be a lot on a person so uh you know i i paid mind of those but i more so just enjoyed what i was listening to yes i was daunted by expectations and whatnot but it was a good first listen i was blown away i will say instinctively off the rip knee-jerk reaction it's a 10 now i will caveat that with it's like uh i don't even know if i use the word caveat right let's say i did don't let's not look up what that word means what i mean i might be right but i feel like there's a chance that i'm wrong i don't want to risk it but let's say i used caveat right let's caveat that with um the fact that i actually don't even know what i was just saying so scratch that forget that i even used the word caveat and the sentence before that um album really really good um i think conceptually it's it's about therapy and him going to therapy that's what i think at least um now i think that when he starts off the album by saying uh i've been going through something 1,855 days I've been going through something. You know, that's five years we haven't heard from him. He he says on the album that he's been silent the whole time. He, you know, he steps away. He'll be fine in silence. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, good for you. I would be, I would be silent if I had money too. Shit. Run it up. I'll shut my mouth. Um, but he starts off by saying, uh, you know, I've been going through something. <laughs> 1,855 days I've been going through something. Uh, later on that song, uh, United in Grief, he says, I went and got me a therapist. So I think that kind of sets up the album, like the ultimate, the alley-oop. And then literally every song after that is the slam dunk after slam dunk after slam dunk. Um, and he, he talks about several things. Uh, Father Time is about daddy issues. Uh, we we cry together. That's like relationship issues. Uh, count me out. I can't think about what that's about off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, many of these songs are about, uh, <clears throat> you know, just various themes. Uh, and I think things that he personally struggles with. Uh, Auntie Diaries, that's that's a, a, a story about his um, aunt who transitions um as well as his cousin who does the same thing uh and i think it's it's touching and it, the song has been met with some criticism i think that both uh there is an element to both sides but it's not necessarily a a song for me or a topic that i can relate to so uh <clears throat> yeah so yeah, but I mean, otherwise, I still think the song is good, and I think the message is pure and intent. Um, and I think there's something to be, you know, taken away from it, if anything. Uh, but mother, I can never. I don't know if it's mother eye sober or if it's like mother, not like hyphen. It's like a vertical hyphen. Mother vertical hyphen sober. I don't know, but that song is really deep. The album is really deep. Um, and I think maybe earlier I was I was going to say like 
the message and the tone of the album, that's a 10. That was the knee jerk off the rip, off the dome. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I was going to say there are the radio songs like N95. Um, Rich Spirit kind of gives me radio vibes. There's some songs on the album that sound Black Panther soundtrack E and like damn E. And I'm okay with that. Um, but as a package, I think it sounds like completely different from anything like Kendrick's done. Uh, there's also like some pretty obvious baby Keem homages, like in 95, like that beat is, I wouldn't be shocked if baby Keem was like, ah, you can have this one. Um, but it just works. I think Kendrick is really versatile in that way. Um, most of this album is just different from stuff that he's done previously. And it, it really works here. He is the goat goaded for sure. Um, I was saying to, I think, Gabe and Landon in the group chat and, and Parker, my roommate as well, Parker, um, in terms of revisibility, revisitability, revisibility. Yeah, no, that wasn't what I was trying to say. Revisitability. Um, it's tough. I've listened to the album like five times now, I want to say. And I'm really just revisiting it to pick it apart more, which is good, I think, when you have a work of art that like causes people to go back and try and see like what's up with it and piece it apart in their own mind. That's good. Um but I'm not listening to it because it's like, oh, yeah, like this goes in the car like this is hot on ox. Like it's it's making me think really hard. And maybe I sound corny, like maybe I'm a loser for not being able to listen to music in that way, um, which I think I can. But this album is just such a phenomenon, like we've been waiting on it for five years. So I, I really want to like get into it and be like, what makes this album tick? Uh, and for that reason, it's it's good. I just feel like there's something off about it. And I'm going to sound so wishy-washy on this. I know that my little segment's going to be so like not great. COVID brain. But I guess the last thing I'll say about it is that it's good. Like I said, quality wise, 10, every song stands out. They're definitely new, like Kendrick down bad songs, um, touching songs, heartfelt songs. There are the radio songs that'll, you know, go hot verses, whatever. Um, but something, maybe I just don't get it yet. It needs to grow on me more despite it being a 10. Yeah. Just let's just take that review and pretend it was really good. Uh, but I think as a concept album, it's really good. I like how we went to therapy with him and I can't wait to find out more and see what genius and other people on Reddit have to say about it in two weeks when they're like, Oh my God, did you catch this? Did you catch this bar where he was counting down 10 milliseconds at a time and you just couldn't hear it in the background? Cause we amplified the vocals and flipped it and put your thing down, flipped it and reversed it. Um, Yeah. Let me check my notes here, make sure I, I touched on everything I wanted to. 
uh, brief synopsis, what do we think it's about, some key takeaways and critiques, favorite tracks. Okay, uh, well, I think I did a synopsis, probably wasn't brief, what do we think it's about, some key takeaways and critiques. I mean, the the production's really good, I will say. Um, and I already said that earlier, I'm sure, but I, I do want to say that again. It's really good. And uh, Kendrick on production, you can hear it when he's on it. Uh, it'll just sound like really unique. Um, and that's what his, his, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, that's his production moniker. I found out, uh, maybe everybody knew before me, I don't know, but that's what that is. You can check the song credits. Um, the production is great, but okay. Let me do my favorite songs and let me stop. Uh, I really like United in Grief. I love the way that the album starts. Uh, in 95, that's good. Father Time is good. Rich Spirit. Um, We Cry Together, probably not gonna like go out of my way to listen to it. Within the context of the album, sure. Let me, let me listen to it. Let me hear what's going on. Um, do I want to hear that in my car or any other place at a party, uh, while I'm taking a shower? No, not really. Count Me Out. I think Count Me Out is one of my favorite songs on the album for sure. Uh, Auntie Diaries, um, Mother, Sober. Again, not something I'd probably throw on, but I do like it. Uh, and Mirror. But, uh, you know, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, I, I expected nothing less than and greatness and perfection and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like Kendrick did deliver in that regard. I'm, I'm not let down in any way by what he released. I think I just need to unpack it more. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just feel like there's so much that's left to be discovered about the album that I'm not, you know, I'm not done yet but I do like it. It's really good. I'm not let down in any way. Thank you, Kendrick. We ate. Um, thanks for feeding us. Thanks for telling us about your problems. Thanks for going to therapy. Go to therapy, you guys. That's all I can say. Um, looking forward to hearing what Gabe and Landon have to say about the album. <clears throat> 1,855 days, all boiled down to 18 tracks at an hour and 13 minutes. <clears throat> right off the bat, I'm just going to kind of jump in with my rating real quick. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, off, I don't know how many listens has been for me. I think if I look at my Scrabbles, I've listened to each song probably like 10 times, something like that. So to put that in perspective, I've listened to this album nonstop since it's dropped. And this thing is an easy nine to 10. Easy. I, there's no skips. Some of these features on there are some of my favorite of the year so far. But that I kind of want to, I'll talk about that later. Um, this album for me felt like a huge therapy session. To me, I see Kendrick kind of was meddling with everything that was going on the past five years. I mean, he even stated he had Roger's block for two years. So this isn't even a full 
five years worth of effort. Um, intro track kind of sets the tone for where he's been at, where his headspace has been at the past couple of years. And throughout the songs, un, like there's just so many like underlying things with these songs because what Kendrick does really well is he'll have great production, but none of that production will ever overshadow what he says in the songs. And I'm still dissecting <laughs> lyric after lyric and double entendre after double entendre with this stuff. None of these beats have wasted room on them. Like the way some of these beats switches and he just, he doesn't even leave a space for it in the switch. He just goes right into it. A new cadence, a new flow. I don't really think there's anyone who does it quite like him in this in this age right now. Oop, my computer just crashed. But anyway, sorry about that. Um, some of my favorite songs on here, N25, Count Me Out, Silent Hill, Kodak. Kodak Black, highlight of this album. No cap, highlight of this album. Mother I Sober is, is the Kendrick song when he needs to get in that pen bag. Like he he always has one of those songs on there where it's the tone switches. He he's really venting and speaking from the soul. <sighs> I'm kind of like still at a loss for words with this album. It's still very, very hard to piece my thoughts together just because he just talks about so much. A lot of these songs though, I'm finding like a common theme of I guess separation is the word I'm looking for. Cause a lot of these songs Kendrick is talking about the dynamics of just social, social media, society, and the way the world is going right now. In my eyes, Kendrick has kind of stepped back away from the world and is almost in a sense kind of like pushing himself away from us. He's always been really like antisocial on the on media, not too many interviews, like doesn't like sticks to himself and, and his company. So it's kind of it's wild to see his perspective of because how everything has kind of come about COVID, everything going on. Kendrick kind of has not really spoken on any of that. And, and some of these songs he does, yes, but like he's he, he's almost saying like an N25. Um, he's basically saying, you know, take off the take off the Javinci. Javanchi, take off the, the Prada, take off the Gucci, and what do you have after that? Nothing. Like the mask, the mask that we wear and the mask that we show the world is two different things. Like, ultimately, to me, Kendrick is coming from a place of, I don't know, perspective. It's literally all perspective. That's what he says. Like, his perspective is different than ours. That's what he says in the, in, in the intro track. Uh, untitled and grief and throughout this he's kind of just spilling his heart out and his emotions about what he's really witnessed and been a part of these past couple of years and it's just awe-inspiring for real like I a lot of people not a lot of people but I'm seeing a good amount of people saying they were underwhelmed and I feel like you just have to kind of sit back and listen like Kendrick's music has never been like easy to listen to like, I know there's there's people who put his stuff on and been like, this is trash and just don't go back to it. I don't I don't see it or not, but they, they say that and you really have to sit down and kind of digest everything because it's like musical chaos. It's not like I think nowadays people are more concerned about songs like going to aux chord 
and songs you can kind of just like sit back and listen to. And that's mostly what his music is about, kind of sit back and think and live with a different perspective than yourself. Like some, like, and also some of these songs are, he kind of goes out on a limb, like Auntie Diaries, um, a story about <clears throat> um, one of his family members who had transitioned back when he was younger. And he had a hard time sort of grasping that because everyone around him was telling him it was wrong. His church was telling him it was, it was wrong, but he didn't see um, his family members anything different than, than him. Um, he It didn't phase him. And even though um, there's a couple, there's actually a good bit of um, verbiage in here that I'm not going to repeat on the song, but it shows how ignorance really is bliss. And when you come from a place of ignorance, you can't really learn until you separate yourself from that and get your own perspective. And that perspective is love and acceptance. And it's just beautiful, beautiful track. Um, Mother I Sober, however, I think, I think it might be my favorite on the album just because of how introspective it gets. Um, we, we talk about abuse. We talk about um, monogamy. Um, just really not being faithful to yourself and your relationship with those around you. And at the end of the day, like it comes back and like it bites you on the ass in a sense. But still with your vices and everything that goes into it, you have to learn from it. Like you can't just let your mistakes be you. Cause if you do that, like there's no room to grow if you can't learn from your mistakes and learning from your mistakes isn't just apologizing. It's looking inward into yourself and realizing that you are bigger than the circumstances of, of just minor, minor things. And Kendrick shows on this album that one, he's been going through a lot. Two, we're not alone in the things that we go through. And three, at the end of the day, you still have the power to choose yourself and choose love and choose acceptance and everything that goes into it. Like this album is just, sonically, I think this is his best. Sonically, this is his best album. I don't care. Like it, it just it just flows so well. Very, very vibey. And some of these features are great. Kodak has a Kodak really stole the show, I will say that. Keem did his thing. Keem produced a couple of these tracks too, and they're fire. I'm pretty sure Keem produced uh in 95, Silent Hill. I wanna say, I wanna say Rich Spirit, maybe just because it kind of has like that that sort of bounce to it, but man, just just murdered. Just murdered it. And <laughs> I've been seeing like a, a lot of stuff about how um Baby Keem is kind of how um Baby Keem is Kendrick's experiment <clears throat> of like what the new, I guess, new age of what he would be like. And everyone kind of like everyone loves Baby Keem. I love Baby Keem. I don't know if that's true, but it's just kind of like a funny perspective. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into my this little synopsis just because I want other people to kind of listen to it and give their own perspective and feeling of this album because my words mean nothing to your own experiences in life and, and how you listen to music and everything. So who am I to say how you should feel? But to me, after sitting with this album for uh, almost a week now, I can say this is, this is some of his best work. I'm really looking forward to what he do, does with PG Lang and, and his company that he has now. Uh, this was the final album through TDE. I, when he, when that was brought up 
I don't, I knew it wasn't going to be like, oh, he's retiring. Like, no, I think this is just like the nail in the coffin of his older self. No, Oklahoma, like, I don't know. I, I'm just really excited for the future of what he'll do and where where he'll go with his music career from here. Um, that's kind of really all I have. Um, I didn't really re wrote, I didn't really write anything down, so I'm really kind of just spitting from the top of my head. Oh, Sampha. How could I forget Sampha on Father Time? Father Time, that's that's a top three track on the album for me. It might be top two. It literally feels like he's like, like the words are spilling out of his mouth onto the track. It's, it's so good. Tough love, bottled up, no chase out. Like the hook, uh, Sampha kills the hook. Sampha kills the freaking hook. I, I love this album. I really, really do. Like I said, like nine to 10 easily, easily. Time will tell if this will be a classic. I could just see it getting better. It just gets better and better after every listen. So there's, I, I could see myself giving that a, that that rating um, pretty, I mean, relatively soon. Like, I, I don't really care. Like, I feel like um, earlier episodes we had touched on, there's literally no time track for an album being a classic. Like, if I, if I listen to it the first time and every song hits, the message, the meaning, the atmosphere, everything correlates how sonically it sounds, all of it, it's a classic. And this one, this one might get there. So... Yeah, that's sort of like my review and my favorite tracks off of Mr. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, there goes my dog. But um, yeah, I, I highly recommend this album. Just very, very good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop now because he keeps barking. But uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. It's a little bit different episode this week, just because couldn't really you know circumstances. But next week we're back back in the stew and uh. Can't wait to see y'all. So, peace and love. It's been G. Kendrick Lamar gave us a blockbuster movie with Good Kid, Mad City. A movie that was filled with personal moments like Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, while also being filled with these peaks, peak singles like Swimming Pools and Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. It was a story about growing up in Compton that gave a lot of people a outlook that they never truly understood or heard about. Kendrick then followed that up with a thematic sequel that was more obtuse and uh, not as straightforward with To Pimp a Butterfly, um, which acted more as a kind of art house film that dealt with similar themes like growing up in Compton, but more importantly, growing up in America as a black man. Um, and it still had these kind of peaks and these highs like King Kunta, but it was more focused on these kind of personal tales that Kendrick weaved within the album uh, so eloquently with a piece of poetry. And then after that album, Kendrick kind of followed back into that kind of blockbuster mentality uh, with Damn, which also, like Good Kid Mad City, had this kind of blockbuster feel with its story that was more kind of straightforward with its themes, which was uh, Kendrick and what he's been going through. And after we got this kind of more personal album from Kendrick, this personal but straightforward album from Kendrick with Damn, uh, we got a five-year hi hiatus. Um, and we were left to wonder, 
where Kendrick would go next. And he would follow it up five years later with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, which is the obtuse and dissected version of Damn that To Pimp a Butterfly was to Good Kid, Mad City. And like I say that all of these albums before Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers feel like movies and they're, they kind of paint a picture that is kind of uh, cinematic. But with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, uh, it feels more theatrical. And if, I don't know if that's because of the piano that guides it throughout the film or or not the film, guides it throughout the album, or if it's the uh, kind of bare-bones instrumentation that is actually implemented. But what I imagined throughout the entirety of this album was a single spotlight placed on Kendrick as he gave a monologue about his deepest, darkest secrets and how they have been impacting him. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, Landon, why did you just spend almost four minutes talking about all this bullshit? Um, I talk about all this just to preface that this is Kendrick's black sheet within his discography. And that isn't a negative thing. It is an outlier because it's not focused on pleasing its audience. It's not focused on creating hits that'll be on the radio. It's focused on getting a weight off of someone's shoulders, that someone being Kendrick Lamar. And with that being said, it's, it's, it's a kind of uncomfortable listen. And it's not uncomfortable because of the musicality. It's uncomfortable because of the topics that are being talked about. You have topics that range from sexual abuse to toxic masculinity to transphobia and homophobia and how all of those issues have impaired and haunted Kendrick throughout his life. And it's a hard to swallow pill. And like, I'm going to be honest upon first listen, I, I was super uncomfortable and I didn't know how to feel, but with every listen, the hard to swallow pill has become easier and easier to swallow because I have a better understanding of what Kendrick is going through. And I will say a main reason for that is due to the kind of theatrical nature to it. When you read Hamlet and when you read these uh, these plays, you most of the time, I'm going to be honest, you have no idea what they're saying. I want you to read Hamlet right now and then tell me what the fuck is going on after reading it once. Just tell me. All right. You can't. And that's how this album feels. It just feels like a collective, collective scenes made up of these monologues about separate issues. And I think it works so well because of the separation and the double kind of act nature to it or the double LP nature to it because you have act one and you have act two. Act one introduces all of these problems that Kendrick has been facing. Act two offers all of these solutions and how he's embraced them. And it's a kind of beautiful dichotomy that occurs uh, that almost is like a mirror with each song reflecting off of each other, where you have United in Grief, you have a problem that Kendrick is facing, and then 
the last song on the album kind of mirrors that problem and gives it a solution where he's grieving all of these things that ha- he has no he has no control over and he's worried about all of these things that are happening and the solution to that is just choosing him and embracing himself and embracing who he is and like i can keep going on with this where like in 95 you have take off uh, uh take off the mask kind of that whole theme like he's wearing a mask and then with mother eyes sober you get that mask taken off where he is fully showing you everything that he's gone through and so on and so forth. Um, And it's that beautiful dichotomy that kind of makes you want to go back and listen to these monologues over and over and over again. And that's what grabbed me. And because of this theatrical nature, I, I don't really like rating this album because of the theatrical nature and the themes at play. I don't really like rating this album to be fair. I feel like it's such a personal piece of art that um, we as listeners should respect and kind of honor the choices that were made because in essence, it's a therapy session. It's, it's us listening into Kendrick's therapy that he has gone through over these past five years. Um, So I will rate this album, go to therapy out of 10, and I will rank it upon Kendrick's catalog at uh, its own section that is go to therapy. And then to put butterflies, number one, go get past cities, number two, section 80 is three, and then damn is four. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Sorry that this it just felt like a rambling. I'm not good at just like sitting and like talking, sitting and talking to myself kind of thing. So uh, take take my word as you will. Love you. Bye. We'll be back next week. I promise you.